up on that. He was hitting it this morning, so he must have went through puberty this afternoon. <laughs> and, uh, and so his voice changed. That was good. I couldn't, I, I, I had to, uh, Will, just, uh, just so you know. And uh, let's go to Psalm 63, if you would, please. And then also, uh, we'll be in Second Chronicles, chapter number 7. And uh, again, thank you for that song. That's a wonderful, uh, one of my favorite songs. And uh, I love doing that part there and uh, the bass part. Uh, thank you for that. Um, at that meeting, I, I'm going to probably, I'm going to try to be done tonight at 10 till. Uh, no promises, uh, but that's my, that's my goal, give you an extra, if I, if I start the invitation at that time, uh, it's an extra 20, 25, 30 minutes uh, that you'll have to make uh, pasta salad uh, tonight, uh, and, and so um, I'll do my part to help you get to Safeway sooner. Uh, but in Psalm 63, you can remain seated, we'll read part of this psalm at the beginning, and this is David. If you remember, I preached out of Second Chronicles 29 about Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, uh, and how that uh, that Hezekiah went back to the time of David, 300 years prior, uh, to get the instruments of David. Uh, they sang the songs that they sung uh, back then. Uh, and uh, it's a wonderful example uh, for us uh, to, to go back to what God, uh, God used for revivals. And we, we've spoken much about that in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but when I look at the life of David... Uh, in his spirit and attitude, he's the one who prepared, you know, for, uh, you know, all of that. Uh, he couldn't, you know, build the temple because he was a bloody man. Uh, and God had Solomon uh, do that. But David loved, he loved the sanctuary of God. Uh, and, and he was a man after God's own heart. And as we read the Psalms, we see his heart for the Lord and what he desired. And here is a big one here in Psalm 63. He says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land uh, where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen in the sanctuary. And uh, we'll stop there and encourage you to read uh, all of that psalm uh, and to see David, the words of David as he wrote these psalms. Of course, God uh, inspiring him to do so. We see his life. Uh, just like Paul, as I mentioned this morning, uh, we see the ups and downs of David. We see psalms of repentance. We see psalms of praise. Uh, and here he's longing uh, for the presence of God uh, to be there. Uh, and uh, we know, as he wrote from the caves of Adullam, uh, he desired. He said it would be better to be, paraphrasing, a doorkeeper in the house of God uh, than, than anything else. Uh, we should desire to be at the house of God. But you can be at the house of God. Uh, and not enjoy the presence of God. Uh, and so because of that, uh, God tells us to seek His presence. Uh, turn over to Second uh, Chronicles in chapter number um, 7. Uh, in here, uh, we find uh, the passage scripture that we uh, preachers preach often when it comes to revival. It was the theme uh, verse for the intercessor prayer meeting. Uh, so each uh, day, uh, there was a pastor on Monday night, uh, each night. Uh, I was on Wednesday night, uh, and so one person went before me and talked about uh, humbling ourselves before God. Uh, and then, uh, then the night before that, Brother Hardy uh, from Salem uh, took the part where it talks about uh, praying uh, to the Lord. If my people shall humble themselves and pray... And then seek my face, uh, that was the phrase that, that I was tasked with uh, to give a little uh, talk about uh, before uh, the service, during the song service. And by the way, uh, each night was uh, start church at 6.30, didn't get over till 9.30, 10 p.m. 
Uh, and uh, there were, I don't know, half a dozen specials. Uh, there was the, the little fireside chat things, uh, prayer times after that, and uh, a lot of things to preachers. Uh, and then on Wednesday night, in fact, uh, they, um, and I, I'm going to keep with my time, but I got to give you this story. Um, Brother Beckham on Wednesday uh, at lunch was just kind of out of sorts. We thought he was uh, feeling sick, and he was a little bit, had been the day before. Uh, when uh, he wasn't at lunch, uh, he had his stuff there, and then he left. Uh, and, uh, and I asked Brother Shadbach, you know, what was going on. And uh, Brother Beckham said he's what, not feeling well, uh, but he says he's, he's having, uh, fighting a uh, spiritual warfare, was the way that he had put it. And, um, and so that's important to note because it felt like, uh, that was uh, what, how Brother Beckham felt about the day uh, he spent time in praying. Uh, that Wednesday night at church, uh, they kind of had a little mini revival. Uh, so a lady had gotten up, uh, and they gave the microphone to her, and she just basically uh, confessed that she just hasn't been walking with the Lord and uh, playing games and everything else. This is a lady, she was 82, I think 80, 81 or 82 uh, years old. Uh, and she says, I'm going to stop playing games and start serving the Lord. And then it broke out into a testimony meeting. So not only each night we were going for all that time, um, now we threw in an hour testimony meeting. Uh, and so Brother um, Shadbot didn't even get into the pulpit till uh, 9 o'clock or a little after 9 uh, that night. Uh, and uh, the, the, the spiritual, it was, it was great to see how the Spirit of God cut loose uh, in that service. And, uh, and you just felt uh, the hand of God and the presence of God that was different than uh, the previous, uh, previous evening, uh, an evening before. Something was different. Uh, you, we can be a lot like Samson, uh, to where the hand of God and the power of God is off of us, and we don't even know uh, that it is. And so not, I'm not trying to make a comparison. I'm saying it was nice, and it was great to be there and be part of that uh, and to see that. And I thought, well, when he gets done, uh, people are just going to scatter out because they got to get back the next day. Uh, and they just all, Amy and I were probably the first ones to leave uh, on, uh, on Wednesday night. People just standing around in fellowshipping, uh, and you can see, you could see, physically see and physically sense the presence of God and the Spirit of God in the service. And that's what we should all long for. Uh, David felt it, uh, and we have the uh, recipe, uh, if you will, uh, for the hand of God and the presence of God uh, in our life. But like many things as Christians, we take the presence of God for granted. So it says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Uh, in fact, we can't have revival in America uh, until we have revival in our churches. Um, it isn't, it isn't the, the, the lost world repenting of its ungodliness. It's God's people repenting of theirs. Uh, it's if my people humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then... Uh, and, uh, for, and you know, forsake uh, their sin, uh, their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And he says, now my eyes and my ears, my attention is given. Uh, and it's like 
it's like of all the church and of all the places, I've illustrated this way, uh, like uh, Google Earth, uh, where you put your address in, and it's from the satellites, uh, and, uh, and you can see you know, your car parked in your driveway, uh, which, by the way, they should be able to see uh, Chinese balloons flying around, uh, and uh, a lot sooner than they did. Uh, and, uh, but um, uh, it's like all of a sudden, of all the people and all the churches and all whatever, um, it's like God just kind of hones in like a laser beam uh, on that place, uh, if his people do the things that he said. So we can be as close to God as we want to be, uh, but we take the presence of God for granted, like we take prayer for granted. Uh, we, will, we know that God knows our needs before we even ask them. He is a sovereign God. He's an all-knowing God. He's omniscient. Uh, he sees everything and uh, knows everything. And so before, before uh, your stomach growled, um, uh, he knew you were going to be hungry. Does that make sense? All right. So he sees all of that in his sovereignty. I'm not talking about we don't have free will and all that. Uh, we, we do. Uh, but God sees the beginning from the end, and, and uh, in his sovereignty um, does that. We, we don't see that. But he sees, he sees time. Uh, we see time like this, eternal. He sees it laid out flat like that. He sees beginning, and he is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And so he sees uh, stuff. Uh, and uh, But... In his, we know that we don't even have to ask. Now, he wants us to ask. He says, ask and seek. He says, knock, and ye shall find. Uh, he tells us to pray and pray without ceasing. And what we do, because we know God is there, uh, and he hears our prayers, and he knows what I'm going to even ask before I even ask it, uh, we tend to take that truth uh, and make ourselves lazy, and we don't, we don't pray uh, like we should. Um, we just assume that God, or uh, we can take for granted that somebody else is praying uh, for us and praying for our needs. Uh, I love our prayer lists, uh, and, but you should pray over them. Pray for the needs that are there. Pray for the people. Call them out by name uh, and uh, spend that time with, uh, with God. Uh, in uh, Psalm 105, uh, if you'll turn there just briefly, uh, and uh, we'll have one other scripture there. I'm watching the time. I'm trying to keep us on, on task. Uh, and uh, Psalm 105, verse number four, uh, again, the psalmist, he, write, he says this, he says, seek the Lord and his strength. Now, uh, if you look up that phrase, seek the Lord, there's a lot of re- references to that in the Bible. Seek the Lord while he may be found, or you seek the Lord early. Uh, they that seek the Lord early will find him. So there is a seeking that we do. As a lost person, we're not seeking the Lord. Um, there's none that seeketh after God, the Bible says. Um, lost people search for answers. They search for meaning. They search for help. They search for uh, a lot of things. They feel distressed. They feel um, empty. Um, they're, they're longing for something uh, that they know not what, uh, and uh, they might show up in a, a, a Bible-preaching church, hear the gospel, and get saved. Um, but there's none that seeketh after God. As a Christian, we seek Him. We seek Him in fellowship. We seek the Lord uh, in, uh, in prayer. Uh, we seek the Lord uh, in, um, uh, in many, many ways. And you, if you look up that phrase, you'll find many instances of it uh, in the Bible. Uh, but this idea of seeking um, His face, there's only a few times that it's written. And one of those is in Psalm 105, uh, where God says, Seek the Lord and His strength. As we seek that, He is our rock and our high tower uh, and our buckler and our shield. He uh, a present help uh, in time of need. 
Uh, and so we seek him. Prayer shouldn't be the last thing we do. It should be the first thing we do. Uh, and, uh, and if you know that, say amen. Otherwise, I'll have to go to uh, pass my, my time. But then it says this. It says, seek his face forevermore. It means seek his face continually. And as you read both in Second Chronicles and places like uh, Psalm 105, and we'll turn to one other place in Psalm 27 here uh, towards the end, um, but it, the, the seeking his face uh, means to seek his presence, all right? Now, remember I said we take a lot of things for granted. <clears throat> um, we know uh, that um, the eyes of the Lord in every place, uh, beholding the good and the evil, um, and hell lifted up mine eyes and thou art there. God is not just omniscient and omnipotent, uh, all-powerful, but he is omni-what-present. Uh, so God is everywhere. He's in heaven. He's on earth. He's in hell. He's on whatever. They look in a telescope and they find a star way out there and whatever planet that is, um, he's there too. All right, because he's created it all. He is, every, he is everywhere. Again, not everything. We don't believe in, uh, in, uh, in uh, you know, elemental type things and, uh, and stuff and new age uh, Scientology and all that. Uh, God is not the pulpit. Um, he, uh, he, he created everything that, so that we can make a pulpit, even including ourselves and, uh, and, the, and the craftsmen, uh, but he is everywhere. He's, um, uh, he's omnipresent. Uh, he, the Bible says that he is with us always, even unto the end of the world. So we have his promised presence. Where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of him. Uh, God is here as we assemble uh, as a local church. His presence uh, his promised presence is here. Uh, he'll never leave us uh, nor forsake us. So we have, and these are just a couple of verses, but there are a lot of verses in the Bible that speak to the, the character of God, who he is, uh, is the attributes of God and his omnipresence. Uh, and we know we, you know, Elijah, he saw Elijah under the juniper tree. Uh, he, he, he knows um, even the thoughts uh, that we have. Uh, and uh, he is all-knowing, he is, he is ever-present, and so God is everywhere. But the Bible says to seek his face, to seek his presence. And, and if you're like me, I, I, when I first read that, I think, well, why do I have to seek his presence if his presence is there? He is already there, he is already present, uh, and uh, in fact, we would often remind people of the presence of God in mostly a negative way and not a positive way. The Lord's watching you. Um, you know, watch out. You know, do right. Um, you know, God sees you. Uh, and I even said a couple weeks ago, I think, about, you know, um, you know, that, you know t- put that sign up in a teenager's room. God's watching you. Uh, and uh, every, so they remember it every time they leave the house. Now, but God says to seek his presence evermore. Uh, seek his face, seek his presence. That's where that Hebrew word, uh, when it says seek his face, that's what it means. We can't see him face to face. If you were to look on the face of God in your mortal flesh, you'd die in an instant. Uh, and we know that the Bible says that no man has seen his face at any time. And, uh, and even when we see instances where, um, you know, like uh, you were just reading about um, uh, Jacob and wrestling with, uh, with, with God, uh, and, uh, and that he saw the face of God, um, uh, the, the presence of God. Can't see his face. Uh, if he did, uh, it'd be more than you know, some, some, you know, something out of joint. 
uh, would take place. We, the, the Shekinah glory of God, uh, we can't look upon them. And that's why people like, you know, uh, there's a lot of reasons why I don't believe people would say they went to heaven and came back. Uh, but one of those is you went, if you went to heaven and saw God, you ain't leaving. Uh, because uh, your flesh uh, can't handle that. So we take for granted the presence of God because of the promises of God. He says He is everywhere, but God says to seek His face, seek His presence evermore. And how I illustrated that uh, in one way the other night was um, I I gave an illustration of a a time where uh, looking at or watching two um, older, uh, and when I say older, I'll just say elderly, and you can put a range of age uh, on there. Uh, whatever you think elderly is, um, there were two elderly uh, people, a man and a woman, having dinner uh, in a restaurant. And the entire time that they sat there through their, their meal, they just ate, and they didn't talk to each other. Um, they just ate their meal. And uh, so the observation is like, well, that's kind of sad um, that they don't have anything to talk about. Um, and in fact, I illustrated prayer um, in one of our meetings there. Uh, people were just talking about practical ways um, uh, for moms and dads who have children at home, um, teenagers at home. Um, when you go out to dinner, um, you have a difficult time not talking. You want to detach, right? Get away from the kids and, and enjoy one another. And then you find yourself talking about the kids uh, the entire time that you're there. And, uh, and that's just a natural, a natural thing. It's you're living your life and it's for them. But marriage counselors would tell you uh, that at some point your kids are going to be gone and you're still going to have to talk to each other. So you've got to figure out some things to talk about. So of Amy, and, but this older couple, um, as they sat there, their silence, and it could be, you know, maybe they were fighting that day, I don't know. Um, but what it was uh, in the illustration was over the course of time, they, they, they knew each other and loved each other that just being in the presence of one another over a dinner was enough. Uh, if uh, we just went on a six-hour, it's the longest road trip we've had in a while, uh, six hours down to Bend, beautiful. Uh, how many have ever been there? Uh, and, uh, and I didn't know, like the, the sisters, the three sisters, faith, hope, and charity, uh, and uh, in all the different mountains. And I didn't know there were so many mountains in, in Oregon. It's beautiful. I'm going to have to go back down there on my uh, murder cycle. Uh, and, uh, and so, you see, yeah, I said that that way for my wife. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, and, uh, but, um, but when I'm riding in the car with my wife, we used to kid all the time. I said she has, she has car calypsy that when she gets into a car, she would fall asleep instantly. Uh, and she doesn't have that anymore. She's been miraculously healed. Uh, and uh, yeah, so some are pointing to, uh, to, to your spouse. Uh, and, uh, but, but if I have you in the car going to bend, I feel like I have to engage you in conversation. I feel like I need to entertain you, um, get to know you, ask you questions, keep the conversation going. And, and especially if you're terrible uh, at starting and keeping and maintaining the conversation. I feel like i got to work at it and like, how are you doing or how's this or whatever and, and, uh, and, and to keep entertained. When I'm in the car with my wife, we don't need to do that. Um, we, we, there's an intimacy that is there, uh, a, uh, a knowledge of one another that has been developed over now almost 30 years, uh, 35 years if you count uh, you know, our date and time and whatever, uh, and um, so where we don't have to entertain. 
uh, that older couple uh, had spent so much time with one another over their 50, 60, 70 years uh, of marriage uh, that they didn't have to have small chat at dinner. It's because they, they, they just being with each other uh, was what they, what they enjoyed. I told my wife, I said, my favorite place uh, to be, especially on Sunday nights after church, the stress of the day and preaching and everything else, to go home and grab a snack, sit on the couch next to my bride. Best place ever. And why? Just to be there because we have relationship. There's intimacy that is there, just being around each other. I'm speaking for myself. She probably doesn't even like it. Uh, and, uh, but, but I'm just saying I enjoy it. Uh, that's how I feel. I'm not speaking for her. Uh, it might be the worst time of her life sitting next to me. Uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, and, uh, but um, it's, it comes through time, uh, time spent in intimacy together. Everybody with me? Um, and, uh, but... Truth be told, uh, most of us aren't at that place with the Lord. Um, We seldom talk to Him. Our prayer life isn't what it needs to be. And so seeking the presence, seeking the face of the Lord, key to revival, the key to relationships with with God, David, you can't be a man after God's own heart like David if you're not in the presence of the Lord. So it's seeking His face. It's seeking His presence. And one of the things that deters us from that, I believe, uh, is the lack of time that we spend in Him. And we can't get into it because I won't be able to keep my promise tonight of 10 minutes till. But there can be, we could, I could preach and elaborate on all the ways that as Christians we can seek God's face. We seek His face through prayer and other things. We, have, we can enter boldly into the throne room of grace. Uh, and yet we don't, we don't do it. We don't spend the time. Now, if um, um, that uh, gentleman and his wife, maybe I'll just say 50 years of marriage, uh, if um, you know, he was on the road all the time, maybe you know, in the military, or uh, maybe they didn't spend time with one another, maybe it'd be different. Maybe they, uh, maybe they would struggle. And by the way, I've, I've, I've counseled my, my first marriage counseling as a 19-year-old assistant pastor uh, was with two retired Caterpillar workers. Uh, in, their, in their late 60s, early 70s. And, uh, and pastor said, they're fighting with each other. You get to counsel them. And I'm like, I, even, I wasn't even married yet. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I got to counsel them. Older people, older people um, can struggle in their marriages too. Uh, and not have anything to talk about. Not having common ground, uh, commonality, unity, uh, peace, uh, all of that. Um, but we, we, we don't spend enough time with God to get to that point. There isn't an intimacy there. Um, we're distracted. We're too busy. Um, and that's how, you know, I, you know we, husbands and wives, they don't spend time with each other because they're going in different directions. They're working on, you know, maybe shift work at different times. They're passing uh, in the course of the day. Um, their communication is writing a note uh, and leaving it in a lunch a lunchbox. Uh, and I get it. Life happens and it's very difficult. And if you want to have a good marriage, you have to work at it. Um, you know, I like that way. Somebody, man, this, having a good marriage is tough. Uh, it's hard. It's difficult. Well, having having a bad marriage is harder, and uh, and so you work at it. All that to say, as I start to wind this down, God says we need to seek His face. We need to seek His presence. One way uh, that, as a church, we're facilitating that is through our ninety-day Bible reading um, challenge, 
And um, it is not just to get you through the Bible in 90 days, which it will, uh, but it also puts you in a position to get alone with God and get in His Word so that God can speak to you. Um, it's, it's, you, you, should, you can be in the presence of God through the Spirit of God in His Word. We talked about that. We heard about it. It wasn't original to me uh, with the video uh, that we watched this last week. And so I want to challenge you, not just in reading your Bible, uh, but ask you the question, are you seeking the face of God? Or you just take for granted that He is here? Uh, and, uh, and that he's in your home, and that he's, you know, um, what, you know, you can be like, you know, uh, you almost get in a, an, an accident, and you can talk about guardian angels and the presence of God, and God's hand was this and that, and we get all kind of mystical and magical about it, um, but, um, but are, you, are you communing with the Lord? Um, do you long for him uh, like David longed? Uh, for the, the voice of God uh, and the presence of God uh, in his life um, and what's keeping you from it. Um, you're never going to get to the point like Brother Beckham talks about um, and uh, in several, uh, I've talked about as well, uh, to where, where you can, preachers say, sometimes you don't even got to read your Bible or you don't have to say the words, but just to be in his presence uh, is good enough. And the average Christian goes, what? Like, what does that even mean? It's like the husband and wife who've been married for all that time, um, who can just be in the room together, uh, and uh, they feel um, presence, they feel love, they feel intimacy. Um, it's there. There's no, and I'm not talking about, you know, you need to, you need to tell your wife that you love her. She knows I love her. Um, you know, we have to tell. And, we, and God, God knows I love him, but he wants me to tell him that I love him. He wants to hear from me. He's inclined his ear to hear. Uh, and uh, he says, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. God has done everything uh, possible uh, to provide for a, an intimate communion with him. Um, the problem is us. And, um, but when you think about, just go back, last illustration, I got two minutes. Um, you know, when you were first courting, uh, your wife, uh, husband, uh, and uh, you know, and you adjust. You could be on the telephone back when they had like they were connected to the wall. It's like I remember, and you just be on the phone, and uh, and not even say anything. It's like, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. And uh, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. It, it's just it just just being connected uh, was was some that was something there. And you might have felt that in your relationship with God when you first got saved, but then life happens. Uh, just like in life with, you know, in your relationships, humanly speaking, uh, life can get in the way and can hinder all those things. It has hindered our relationship with the Lord. You've got to get to the place where you can be in your prayer closet uh, or wherever uh, and, uh, and just, you know, enjoying the presence of God, seeing Him. Uh, in creation, yes, and all the ways that we can, he manifests his presence in our life through the word of God, uh, but to enjoying it, seeking the Lord. Uh, and here's that last verse. I lied to you. I'm going to go over one minute. Psalm um, 27, verse 8. I'll read it, and this is kind of the challenge. It says, David says this. He says, When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. So here's what God does. He says, seek my face. And then the commitment of David is, 
Lord, your face will I seek. Seek uh, him, then I will do all these things. Seek the presence of the Lord. God commands us to seek his face. Our response will be, Lord, um, just like David, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Will you seek the face of the Lord? Let's all stand. Still says 650. I made it. Let's all stand. Uh, and uh, our heads bowed and our eyes closed tonight. And Miss Amanda's going to come to the piano. And I just want you to think, if, if, you know, are you at the place where you are seeking his face continue, the presence of God, do you long for it? You just can't wait to, you know, to get into your Bible reading uh, and, or spend time in prayer so you can spend time. You love him and you just want to spend time with him. And if you could, you'd spend all day uh, 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 with him if you could. You just long for it. And you say, I just don't have that feeling, Pastor. Um, you can cultivate that in your life. Uh, by going into his presence, seeking his. The panel begins to play. If God spoke into your heart, um, maybe this is a great time right now to seek his face and his presence. He is here where two or three are gathered. Um, but if you're just like thinking about what you're going to do later and when's he going to get done and uh, you're distracted with your schedule for work tomorrow uh, and uh, or what you're going to make for the, uh, the, uh, uh, the memorial service perhaps, um, there's so many things that we do that get in the way of our fellowship with the Lord, worshiping Him uh, in the church service, seeking His face. You can seek His face um, through, uh, through music. Uh, Psalm 59, 2 says, Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. When you sing the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, you're, you can enter into the presence of God, uh, seeking His face, singing about Him, singing to Him, singing for Him. 